Whoa, we are back for the 24th episode of Home Mad Adventure. I am Sam Herring, joined again by Jude Swisher, State College, Pennsylvania. How's it going, Jude? It's going so well. And you know what? I think you're going to be joined once again by Jude Swisher for a very long time. I don't plan on leaving the show, so you're a lucky duck. Um, and, I mean, I assume we're probably going to have some new listeners on this show because, you know, in the last, whatever, week, we've, like, quadrupled our our follower count. So, um, to all those who are new, hello, I'm Jude Swisher, uh, and this is Sam Herring, and uh, we do a wrestling podcast, and that's what you're here to listen to. So, um, if for whatever... For whatever reason, you're not following, you know, um, our Instagram and our Twitter. It's at HMA Wrestling. Um, we post a lot of content every single day. Um, we have a website, www.hmawrestling.com. And uh, we have an email. Yeah, that's right. High tech. HMATadvantage at gmail.com. Um, only the best here at Home Mad Advantage. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Um, just kept back from a scuffle trip last week um that was my second time covering a southern scuffle and it it was a fantastic tournament you know uh penn state wasn't there so that the competition level was a little down but uh it was still a fantastic tournament sam take a couple seconds and, and tell us the story of how you like got to commentate matches for the scuffle like how did that start how did that begin? Well, are you talking about this year or last year? Uh, start last year, and then you can segue into this okay. year. So, like I said, this is my second time coming. Uh, 19 Southern Scuffle, I was just basically just a big fan of FRL, and I'd started to be, I'd started to become kind of a, a famous question asker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, when I told the flow guys I was going to the Scuffle, um, they were like, hey, we got to get a picture with you, maybe get an interview on uh, with you about just how the tournament's going to go, your predictions, stuff like that. And I was, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And then we got a picture, and Christian Piles posted on Twitter and said we got Sam Herring in the house or something like that. And uh, somebody commented and said put him on the mic. And there was, I mean, every tournament there's always going to be empty mats where nobody's there right. commentating. And so he just... It was like consolation around eight or something, and uh, and he just threw the mic on me, and I just started commentating like five matches, and everybody on Twitter loved it, so I just kept doing it, and eventually got to do the semifinals, and uh, yeah, that's how it happened. And then this year, it was kind of just I was gonna do it. I kind of knew going into it that that was the plan, but um, this year I basically just ran around the arena looking for good matches on floor arena the bow board and stuff and just tried to commentate for the good matches and the big stars that's awesome that's really cool how much practice did you do did you do any practice at all going into it zero practice were you nervous not really not especially not this year like i i had done it before but you nervous last last year year, last year a little bit i wasn't too nervous though man that's awesome. Um, did you, did you like, ha- did you, did you think you got better from last year to this year? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And you also, I don't think I was very good at it last year. You also commentated at who's number one. Right. So you, you had, you know, practice and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, f- from our end, right? Like, obviously, I've known you in a long time and you're super duper smart. And I know that you, every time you, you know, skip behind the mic. It's awesome. Um, but it was, it was just really cool to see like, you know, the Twitter verse and, and Instagram kind of realizing like, Whoa, this kid's something, something special. He's kind of smart. Uh, I'm going to go like all of home at Avengers tweets and follow all mm-hmm. of their stuff. Cause it was kind of blown up on our end. It was really, it was, it was really, really cool. That's a awesome. shout out to, to Joe Kenya. Yeah. He uh, got us some shout-outs on Instagram. That was nice. Yeah. And so, I mean, hopefully uh, we can keep it going and, and 
our new followers will stay and enjoy the content. And so it'll be all good. Um, but we have kind of a very packed show for you guys today. We have a lot of questions that I really want to ask. But the bigger thing is it was the holiday season. Santa Claus came and uh, Scuffle and Midlands, you know, they they went down. And um, I think we just got to start at 125 because that's the lightest weight class. And that's where everyone else starts. And mm. Home Ad Advantage likes being just like everyone else. That's our that's our motto. That's our catchphrase. <laughs> okay. Sam, 125. We had Nick Piccinini. He kind of he kind of blew everybody up except for Sam Laytona. Um and Spencer Lee's not there. What that was just like the big headlines, I think. Sam, what what are your thoughts on 125? To be honest, I didn't think Pitch looked very good. I didn't think his neutral looked very good. I think he got challenged by a number of different people. Um, I just didn't think he was optimized this weekend. And, you know, I feel like uh, he's – I feel like he's kind of fallen off. Like this year he, lo- he took a loss to Paglor, who he's never lost to. Yeah. And he didn't look great to me at the scuffle. I don't know if you have a different opinion. But, I mean, yeah, he's – Often, in in my opinion, he's got a ways to go before I consider him in a match with Spencer Lee. Yeah. Uh, do Do you think this is just like he's not looking like similar level to last year, or do you just think everyone else is getting better or or figuring him out or what? Um. <clears throat> well, I know his neutral game is pretty. Simple to figure out, like, his elbow control. You right. stay out of that, and and you're pretty good. And then on top, uh, he's he's very good with tilts, and he can go two-on-one, he can go claw, he can go crab ride. So he's very well-versed there, and that's where we saw him dominate this weekend was on top. He was able to pick up a number of techs because of his uh, near-fall points that he was able to acquire. And it was really impressive. Like, watching him not well on his feet, then he would back and blow up the match um, on, on well, top. And yeah. for example, he was wrestling Caleb Smith, and uh, Caleb Smith is a red shirt from Appalachian State, and he had been looking really good the, the whole tournament. And mm-hmm. They shook hands, ref started the match, and Caleb Smith ran out and started dominating neutral. Like he was hand fighting hard, getting pitching any to react to every little thing, and he ended up getting a takedown. Pitchinetti got up to his feet, and uh, Pitchinetti was able to get like a close takedown later on. So it was three two, and then he just got to work on top. Ended up getting a tech fall. Yeah. So a guy that he's kind of losing to a neutral, he was able to tech. It was pretty impressive. I you know I have a th- quick thought on on pitches. You know he's he's known for you know when he gets to the leg, he hits that corner hard. You know he doesn't he doesn't stick around underneath, and he he has quick finishes and. Um, you know, outside singles and things like that. Um, yeah. Something I noticed against Laytona a little bit um, and Warner a little bit more was he was shooting a lot more like head-on shots, you know, not not really giving himself opportunity for his slickness, mm-hmm. you know, because pitching in, he's really fast, you know, and he's really strong. And if you can get to that corner really fast on a single leg, that's going to, you know, jack up your finishing percentage. So, um I, I don't know why that was. I don't know if it the guys he was wrestling maybe had more of a square stance or, or something like that. Um, but I'm sh- I think that Pichinini is he's having a little bit of a uh, a rougher season than he's used to, and he's gonna uh, I think but but come NCAA's he's gonna um, what's my call it he's gonna figure it out he's gonna figure it out. Yeah, I have a question. So. Um, Sam Latona, who, from you know Virginia Tech, he's an Alabama kid. He's a f- freshman, I believe, redshirt freshman. Yeah, redshirt, he's sophomore. in redshirt. Yeah. 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 Um, he's a true freshman, I believe, in redshirt. Man, well, s- what did you think that was a takedown at the end? Uh. So from the clips I saw, I was torn. Uh. So I was commentating on the other mat, so I was kind of right. like trying to commentate and look us over and watch because <laughs> all the action was taking place on that mat, and uh, and so 
when I looked over, I, originally I, I didn't think it was a takedown. And then going back to watch later, just rewatching it, I think it was probably a takedown. But it was so close that I can't say it was a takedown, no doubt. It, it was definitely really close. It was really close. Well, what, what kind of annoyed me was Pichinini's first takedown was like the exact same thing. You know, he do- he had a single leg up. He dove for the ankle. He got the far ankle for like a, a split second. Then Latona whipped it back out again. And the ref gave him two. Well, this Latona had Piccinini's ankles touching, you know. He he fell in like a tree. Um, and it was no two. Um, and on, another thing I heard it like Piccinini was definitely like pulling him backwards. Like you could tell there was a lot of like backwards pull, like out of bounds, flee the mat, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um but Sam Latona is very very, very good, and I think we're going to see a lot more of him in the future, so keep an eye out. Um, and then, I guess the biggest story for Midlands was uh, Spencer Lee is injured. He, I don't know. He forfeited out of the—he made it to the semis and then forfeited all the way down to sixth, um, which is which is interesting. Sam, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Um— He's not injured, and, and I think that's pretty obvious. He's he's fine. It's a little. It's more of a precautionary yeah, just, thing. You yeah, know, like I don't ball. know why. <clears throat> I don't know why he entered the the tournament <laughs> itself. Like if he didn't, if he didn't enter, I would totally understand that. Like you just competed last weekend at the toughest tournament in the season. Um, <clears throat> but he did compete. And so I was like, dang, he's he's on fire. Wanted yeah. to compete everywhere. He's got glory. And then Mueller had to back out. But he was in the bracket to start. And uh, not there was no way he was going to sign up. But he did. And he competed up until the semis. Semi-slide, forfeits. Um, but you think it was I really... his knee? What? Do you think it was his knee? No. Again, I don't think he's hurt at all. You just think he's just, like, just needs a break? I mean, like... Precautionary. Staying out of competition, keeping him on a pitch count, but at the same time, keeping, like, all-American status for Midlands, it's helpful. Those wins that he got is going to help him in the long run. I think that's what the brands were, were looking for was, like, he got, what, three wins? He was looking for those three wins, and then precautionary. Once you got, like, a tough guy that could hurt, you you could have to like wrestle the full match with um forfeit out. Yeah, and you also which, you want points for your team. I, I don't too. necessarily think it like Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh and I and I just I th- I think he's good. I don't know how much I agree with what they did, but who am I to argue with Tom Brand? Yeah. Right. Right. Um Sam, do you have any other thoughts from 125? Diagostino. Uh, um, not really. I mean, Diagostino is is looking amazing. He really pushed Seabass, yeah. and um, you know, I think that kind of seals the deal for. Or he didn't push Seabass. He pushed Pat Glor. Yeah. And I think that seals the deal for Seabass. Staying up. Got a little yeah. tongue twist there. Yeah, it's okay. It, it happens to all of us. Um, I mean, Northwestern is definitely, you know. They're they're looking really really good, their their lightweights are looking really 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 tight. So, um, you know we'll just keep an eye on them and hopefully some good things can come out of uh, Chicago. Um, yep. Okay, one thirty three. Probably got to pick this up because we have nine more weights to go. Um, well, it was at Midlands. It was probably the toughest weight class. You know they had Seth Gross, the number two. Uh, DeSanto, the number one, and Seabass was like, what was he ranked? Was he three? Was he top, yes. he's top ten? Yeah. yeah. Or so, three. Well, they had the one, two, three, and uh, nobody knew what was going to happen because, <laughs> I don't know, it, it was crazy. So Austin Santo got the one, and Sebastian got the three. Seth Gross got the two. They hit in the semifinals, and it was a excellent match. It was really good. Um, Man, Sam, do you think – 
that was the right call at the end between Seth Gross and Sebastian Rivera. I got so confused. I was so lost on what was going on. I don't. I'm gonna have to go back, rewatch that match, and score it my own. Uh, I still think Seth Gross would have come out on top. Um, I think he was able to hang on on top, and that was what held it. But the stalling count was so confusing. Like he got to 12, and then was like stalling, stalling. And one point, it was so weird. Yeah, I was... didn't. I didn't get it at all. Man, it was a goofy match, but dude, that everything about that was really fun. Like I'm a yeah, big Sebastian Rivera fan, um, because he just kind of lets it fly, and also he looks very big. He looks really, really big, especially next yeah, to like he Seth does. Gross. He, does. he looks real big. Um, his his legs are thick, dude, thick bass. Um, so, you know, one of the I think the biggest thing for me at you know, from this tournament is Sebastian, Austin, and uh, and Seth. They're all so close to each other. You know, they're so close. Yeah. Um, you know, the game plan implement from Rivera was really cool. The, the low double that he kept hitting was working on Seth Gross every time. Like, I think six of his seven points were literally off of that low double. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's smart because Seth Gross has some of. Some some excellent tertiary defense from his feet, and uh, and he's able to to get himself out of a lot of sticky yeah. situations. And it it's kind of like what Zane did against Yanni this year in 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 Final X. His game plan was pretty it, much the yeah. same, right? Eliminate the scramble, get get quick too. I don't know. Continue. What are your thoughts? I just um, it's kind of separate, but I just hope Rivera's all right. I didn't really see. Did you see his third place match with Piotrowski? I did not. I did not see that. Um, I missed it, too. I, I was, uh, it was an injury default, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so it wasn't a medical forfeit. It, he was losing 5-3 at the time, and apparently he got hurt. Um, but he got yeah. taken down. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'll have to go back and rewatch that. I hope he's all right. Yeah. We're going to see Travis Piotrowski versus... Uh, RBY in like f- on Friday. That's gonna be cool. No, maybe that maybe Sunday. Fun. I don't remember. North Northwestern and uh, and the Illinois duels are Penn State are gonna do yeah this this weekend. So that'll be exciting. Okay. Uh, Sam, do you have any thoughts on uh, Austin DeSanto versus Seth Gross, the second two I think, I think, yeah, I think Seth, Seth looked Gross like he had the he so savvy. Yeah, I think he had you know the first time you you wrestled the Santo, it's like whoa, what's going on? But then the second time, right. you know, he made those adjustments. He still looked a little. No, I think he still looked a little whoa, what's going on in that match? Like he, the only thing he really got on DeSanto is that four point cradle, and when you jump up four points, it's really hard to come back, especially. Uh, if you're a guy like Austin Descent, where you're gonna have to get four takedowns to come back from that. Yeah. And uh, and with a savvy guy like Seth Gross, you just that's gonna be almost impossible. So I think Austin Descent is really the guy that came out of that one and and looked the best. Um, but Austin Descent did look good as well. Yeah, I think Gross. Seth Gross did look good as well. I mean, I think. Well, I think. Think about him from like whatever the duel to here. I think he made some big adjustments. You know, he uh, he didn't let Austin continue hitting that exact same shot over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? He I think Gross made some some big adjustments and was able to to come on top. And um, I don't know the end. He was he was he was holding on for the for the win and Austin. Yeah. Pretty nearly got him, um, but I think that's the nature of this matchup. It's it's just going to be close, you know. Both of mm-hmm. them ha- are just extremely high level athletes, and um, I don't think it's ever going to be a blowout for this ever. Hey, this kind of reminds me of one of our questions we had this week was um, from Julius Whetstone. He said, "If it comes down to Gross and Santo." 
at the NCAA Finals this year at 133. I think Gross wins another title. What do you guys think? Um, Sam, do you think that Gross can hold off DeSanto for, you know, for three more months? Man, it's hard. Uh, <coughs> they're gonna have two more, two more matches. Um, yeah, that's that's it's really tough. I think I'm gonna put Gross in their next match, but to pick two matches ahead, really three. I don't know. I'm gonna say Gross hangs on, but I don't feel confident about it. I, yeah. I think it's gonna be a match kind of like Midlands. Or- it's just savvy, gross, hanging on for the win, and DeSanto's just coming at him. And it's a little bit controversial, probably, what's going to happen. Probably. Um, and, you know, the thing is, like, Austin DeSanto is a very driven individual. And if he really wants to win something, he he's going to work harder than ever before. So uh, I, I think Austin DeSanto is not happy with his Midlands performance. And he's probably working the hardest he's ever worked in his life to come catch Seth Gross. So, I don't know. He's a driven individual, and I think this is uh, – it'll be hard to keep that kind of guy off your tail for for two whole matches. So, who knows? Definitely. Who knows? Okay. Do you want to – shoot, we spent a lot well, of time. To the scuffle on, the scuffle. on 33, um, there's not much to take away. <clears throat> Sammy Alvarez uh, from Rutgers, he just looked amazing. Uh, true yeah. freshman, just fantastic. He was able to beat Phillippe. Um, I mean, and he looked great doing it. So impressive from what him. What do you think about Phillippe? He had, you know, he had a really close one with Whitcraft and then, you know, lost another close one to Alvarez. It seems like he's kind of, I don't know. I mean, he beat Dayton Fix last year. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he looked a little off, but also, you have to remember. I mean, Whitcraft and Alvarez looked great this weekend. Um. Now, I don't know what happened to Whitcraft after he lost. Um. I really, I'm, I'm looking at the constellation of that bracket now. I didn't, I didn't know he didn't place. Um. But he looks. He really. See, the thing about Woodcraft is he is a big upper body guy who can really throw you. So I think Philippi was wrestling a smart match because if you attack him too hard, you could yeah. get tossed. Right. And, Sometimes uh, it's just better. It's just better match strategy to like secure the decision and not do anything stupid that's going to get you thrown to your back. So. Right. Man. So yeah, Alvarez, he's this story coming out. Um, I thought Sakura looked good too. Cam Sakura, I mean, like a tech fall in the semifinals of yeah, Southern Scuffle is kind of a that's kind of a big deal. Um, he is but, so good on top. His tilts just open yeah. matches up. Yeah, yeah, and that's interesting because you don't you don't see that as much. Like just guys being so good on top. Um, and I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder what it takes to be really great on top. Um, okay, let's go to one forty one. Uh, and, dude, Real Woods, he looked awesome. He looked really great. He did. Um, man, him against G Feller. I don't contender this year, sure. Um, yeah, he looked great. G, now that's a guy that I don't think looked good at all. G Feller G? looked dead in every single one of his matches. Yeah, yeah. Every even against Shoop. Even against Shoop, like that neutral. That first period was like. Molasses, watching molasses drag. Yeah, and and <laughs> like from his first match, he was <clears throat> not looking very good. Like his match seven to two over Martinone was just dragging on, and then um, Sparacio six to three. I mean, Sparacio is a a tough dude, but I mean, what we've seen out of Gfell in the past, that wasn't him. Do you think? And it's the it might cut, be the Sam? cut, like. Yeah, yeah, he's coming down a weight class from last year at his first tournament back, a multiple-day weigh-in. Like, that is tough. But, yeah. yeah, it didn't look like he bounced back well. He can still be a four-time scuffle champ, though. Um, I, I can't. Can he? Oh, yeah, he can. Um, okay, then. Uh, let's see. 
But dude, Real Woods, his uh, his ride on top at, in that first period after he got that takedown, that was tough. And he kept doing the same thing when G Feller came up to his yeah. feet, he'd reach up, reach across for that far ankle, just drag him down. It was awesome, dude. Real Woods is that's, certainly a title contender. And I mean, like that's another thing about Real Woods is his top game is mad game, especially like he gets out on bottom, no questions asked, and on top he's turning guys, riding them out. Really yeah. rare for a freshman. Uh, and the whole Stanford crew, Abbas Griffith, who we'll get get to later, they all looked amazing on the mat, and it looked like they've been putting a lot of effort into that. Yeah, it's a good thing for Stanford to you know they're developing some real, real, real good guys, you know, all American contenders, stuff like that. And, and I if think you want to hear more on Stanford's development, go to HMA Wrestling's Instagram page and look at our interview with Stanford coach Nate Engel. That's awesome. Shameless. Shameless plug. For that plug. Um, oh, what was I going to say about Real Woods? Oh, yeah. I mean, didn't he have a – he had an overtime match with Luke Pletcher, you know, at in the duel, like the yeah. first match of the season. Like, I don't know. Even at, right out the gate, he's keeping it – he's right there with Luke Pletcher, who has looked on another level um, for the most part this season. So – I don't know. Just a just a thought. Um mm-hmm. Real Woods is coming. Uh what do you what do you what do you think about Max Murin? It says you have something that looks kind of absurd uh written here in this in, doc. In the doc? I think uh, I don't think it's Max Murin is looking too he's looking to, in my opinion, Max Murin is looking too good to be uh to have Ironman pulls red shirt. I think so. You're right. I don't think by Ironman that I mean. I don't think he's gonna pull it anyway. Yeah. I think it's well. It's definitely in the conversation. Well, of it, course it is. It's up there. It's it's kind of fifty fifty right now. Like they really might do it. I, but I mean, like you have a guy that is a guaranteed whatever twenty points at NCAA's. That that might be really useful in the in the uh, in the team race. But I mean, yeah, if Max Murin. Max Murin is looking really, really great. Then why pull Ironman? So, I mean, continue. I kind of cut you off there. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't think they will, but um, it's definitely been a, a huge consideration for them. Um, but you know, again, <clears throat> Murin kind of the way he's been looking kind of eliminated that. Yeah. I just yeah, his shoulder looks pretty banged up. I just hope that's all right too. Yeah. I mean, they go, they wrestle really, really hard. Like, I mean, like the college season is very long, and it's kind of a miracle if you can get through it without, you know, getting a little dinged up. So, it's, it's, it's he's probably okay. I mean, he was able to get wins over Shakur Laney and and Dylan Duncan, and I believe it's Dylan Duncan, yeah, and and Josh Heil, and um, and I thought Heil looked pretty good actually, beating Moran. He did. Dude, remember when Moran beat Nick Lee? Uh, I do remember that. That was Moran actually. Long ago. I I don't know, dude. He's Moran's kind of funny to me. I don't know. He he have wins over Nick Lee and then take some bad losses. And... Did he even All American last year? Did Tristan Moran AA? I don't think so. I'll look I it up. I think he lost in Blood Round or something like that. I thought he was close, but no cigar. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to move on to 149 while you look up that Trishan Moran trivia. Uh, and 149, I think it's Pat Lugo. You know, he beat number one Austin O'Connor, and he's a title contender for real this time. Um, I'm... Yeah, I don't think he all-American. Yeah, I think I was. I, I knew that. He I had that up there. Three, three and two lost his first round. Oh, well, that's tough. To Max Mirren. Whoa. Whoa, it comes full circle all the way back to Max. Well, I mean, so back to 149. Uh, Yeah, Pat Lugo did the dang thing. Beat Austin O'Connor, who was kind of the... 
the the upper echelon of uh of one forty nine pounders. Um, but man, well, I think yeah, he was number one. Yeah, I think he's uh I think Pat Lugo is an NCAA content title contender for real this time. This time, Sam, what are your thoughts on Pat Lugo's oh, performance sure. at Midland? For sure. I think I think he looked amazing. Uh, uh, was able to just pick apart O'Connor and all the way up to those finals, he looked amazing. Um, uh, the thing about Lugo or O'Connor, he's just gotten back. back. Like this was his test, had three in a row. Um, I, it just didn't look like he was ready for this kind of tournament. Um, I just I, I think Pat Lugo's in the title contender for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think, I think there are other guys to to contend. What's so funny? Right, nothing. We'll get to it when we get to one fifty seven. Uh, and then okay, at the scuffle, we had you know, Abbas and Alirez kind of come out of come out of left field and kind of blow this uh blow this apart. Well, it started off with Bulawalin. Didn't pass the skin check. He had a big, big old ringworm right on his did, forehead. Did he not? And I was wondering why he wasn't there. Yeah, I I don't know if he had a ringworm or not, but I it would probably looked so gross that they're like, is that a third eyeball or is it a skin we infection? Like we don't. We do not. <laughs> we do not so um, so Llewellyn, yeah, didn't pass the skin check. At least that's what Cliff Fratwell was saying. I believe, or or Mike Mahler. So one of the commentators was saying it, but um, you know, so it 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 kind of shook up the bracket already. Bulu Wallen was looking really good this year, and I mean, he probably could have come through and, and won this. Um, but unseated Jaden Abbas makes it to the finals and beats Andrew Alirez. Um, dude, mm-hmm. Stanford has has the sauce. Stanford's, they're yes, uh, they do. They're looking real good. They're looking real, real good. What? Definitely. What do you attribute to that, Sam? Very good. Uh, uh, oh, good question. You know, hard work, dedication. <laughs> um, I think you're right, dude. Hey, uh, oh, I can like throw in another question here, super duper quick. Um, so Mark Fitzgerald asks us. Also, hey, if you guys didn't know, you ask us questions through Twitter, but we also did like an Instagram post in which you could like reply to the Instagram post, but nobody did it. Even though it got like 300 likes, not a single question was asked. So guys, make sure you're asking our questions, giving us questions when we ask for questions. We got a Facebook question too. What? How about that? That's absurd. Well, let me ask this question. Mark Fitzgerald asks, what are the most impressive performances you saw at the scuffle? Abbas, uh, oh my gosh, there's too many A names. Abbas, Alirez, or Alvarez. Uh, only A names. Sam, That's only, we're only learning to that. Only okay. A names. I uh, thought. Is, are we. Abbas looks really good. Okay. My vote's on Abbas. I'm thinking. Think. I'm thinking Abbas. Uh, I mean, he just DMP'd at a tournament earlier this season. I mean, he came. Uh, almost, I don't know, like he was really good in high school, but. To be this good and win scuffle and beat Alirez, um, that one, so it's to me it's down to um, two guys, and that is Abbas and the West Virginia '97. Uh, man, what's his name? I'll look him up. I'm right here. I'm looking it up now. West Virginia '97. He pinned Nathan Traxler. Um, Noah Adams. Man. Adams. Uh, yes, Noah Adams. He looked amazing. He looked amazing all weekend. I never got to commentate for him. It's, That's a bummer. It's kind of sad. But I didn't expect him to be to be so good. So Yeah. Well now you know. Now Better I know. luck next time, Sam. <laughs> next time I will find him. Um okay. We gotta step on it. Cause we got I don't know, five more weights and good math and questions. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the upper weights will go a little faster. But um, yeah, that will. One fifty-seven. I had put in Hayden Hydley, maybe next topic, and Sam Herring said he may not be next topic, and then he just took it completely out and put ain't next topic, and that's why I laughed uh, back when we were doing that. So now you guys know, um, dude. Hayden was he looked very good this year or at at Scuffle. He was crisp. He was firing all on all cylinders. I mean Jesse Delvecchia is good, dude. He's real good. He should probably yeah, shouldn't get ten owed. That's that's kind of a lot. I don't know. That's kind of what I expected. I don't think he looked that great. I think he snuck out a lot of matches. <coughs> some top Work that guys were unexpected that crab ride is now um i think yeah i don't i don't think he's i think that's what i expected from hayden hardly dude i i'm so high on hayden did you know that the the hydleys are like 45 minutes from state college in uh in like lewistown that's where they live next to you they live next to you yeah next door neighbors me and hayden uh we put we trained at ken shirtow's together a whole lot, actually, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Did you wrestle? No, my dad did. My dad wrestled him one time. That's because cool. my dad was a coach. You um, know why Aiden Hadley is not next topic, June? Why, Sam? Because there's a young man in no, Chicago, don't Illinois, say it. <laughs> oh. named Ryan Deacon. Ryan Deacon. I thought you were gonna say Caleb Young, and I was like, dude, what are you talking about? No, he does not <laughs> live in Chicago, Illinois. But he just beat Hayden Hadley six to two and dominated. I mean, got two t- takedowns on Hayden Hadley. Yeah, Jason, nothing. Jason Nolf didn't get two takedowns on Hayden Hadley last year. I don't know. I mean, like Deacon was on a whole nother level. That was crazy. No I have a question. Well, Where maybe what? Hayden Hadley will win this year, <laughs> but he's not next topic. Sam, I think I missed something. He ain't I, next topic. I think I'm a. I'm a, I'm prob- I'm a bad Midland. wrestling podcaster. Where was Ryan Deacon at Midlands? What's, what happened? Not there. I don't Why? know. He was signed. Was I think he was signed up, but uh, probably dinged up a little bit. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I have a question. Did he wrestle Caleb Young at uh, this year already? What tournament was that at? Uh, the this va- year Vegas. you said? Yeah, did he wrestle? Did he wrestle no. Caleb Young this year? I, I, at Vegas? No, I would, didn't go. I, I right. would did not go. Okay. Well, even though Caleb Young won, I'm not that I, I'm legally con- not allowed to be high on Caleb Young because he's from Iowa, and I'm from State College. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Okay. Guess what? I can. I think in the at the end of the day, I think I'm gonna take Hydley to to win NCAA's. I'm pe- I'm calling it right now. Maybe we should do a show where we just talk about your lame our NCAA picks. You're lame. Okay, that's who I'm picking now. Boom, okay. signed, sealed, delivered. Okay, we gotta we gotta go a little bit faster. Maybe a lot a bit faster. Uh, 165 pounds. You don't say, you don't say outlandish outlandish stuff like that. And then move on. We will go quicker. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. If you don't, if you don't say crazy stuff like that, we won't have to argue. That's true. I gotta, I gotta, gotta mix it up. We can't just be agreeing all yeah. the time. Um, okay. One sixty-five. Shane Griffith came out on top at the Southern Scuffle over Tanner Schedule. Um, Schedule came, Schedule came in ranked, I believe. He was top, might have been eleventh or something. Um, yeah, and his, like, his, yeah, his first match of the season, he wrestled Vincenzo Joseph. Which is, which is a tough opener, I'd, I'd say. Um, but Shane Griffith what? from Stanford. Wait, hold on, he did. Yeah, schedule. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the duel, he did. He did. Penn State he did. Navy. He did. He did. He, he did. did. He got tagged. Five. Was that? Seven? Yeah, it was a tech fall. Yeah. So, okay, Sam remembers. Sam knows. Um. Now. And I saw it on WrestleStat. Shout out, Russell Stat. Shout out, Russell Stat, <laughs> who gave us 
who gave us fantasy leagues, and I just lost to Sam in another one of our drafts. I don't know if you saw that, Sam. I have not been keeping up with that well enough. Dude, I put Aaron Brooks and uh, and who's I was in Nelson Brands on my teams. I put I I got I snatched them up because they were ranked really low, and I just went into the free agency and stole them. So, gets me points. Right. I'm I'm winning. I'm actually winning you matches right now. There. I'm actually winning matches, so that's great. Okay. All right, sorry. About that later. Fantasy wrestles hour. Sam, give us a. Give us your thoughts on 165 at Scuffle and Midlands. Because I think my thoughts from Scuffle was it went pretty much scratch with uh, uh, Griffith winning, schedule second. Um, I have Travis Whitlake kind of threw a wrench into that, coming out third. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts, Sam? Joe Lee looked really good in that bracket. Uh, Joe Lee looked really good. Uh, um. Whitlake looked even better. Uh, Oregon kid. You know, I feel like Whitlake has so much potential. In high school, he just never, like, he never competed at the tougher tournaments. And we knew he was really good, but just he never had those tests. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Like, uh, it's really hard to get noticed if you don't go to the Fargos, if you don't go to Super 32, if you don't, if you're not blowing up really, really, really tough brackets. It's hard to hard get people's attention on you. So, who knows? True. Who knows? Um, do you have any other thoughts from 165? I mean, Alex Marinelli. Um, he's a savage. He's so good. Goodness. <laughs> You're like, oh, man. Alex Marinelli. I think he's going to win this him. year. Again? You, th- you think you- you're picking him again, dude? I think, again. You pick- I think you picked him last year. No, I picked Chenzo. You're a flip flopping flip flop. I picked Imar Imar Chenzo. I, I can't get this right. I got Imar Imar. And and then I picked Chenzo. I was like, alright, I'm done picking against uh Chenzo. And then he was so maybe this is the year that he wins because I'm picking against him again. I I mean I hope so. That would be great for the team race. Um <laughs> Penn State. I love Penn State. Okay. Let's go to 174. We got to step on it. Let's do uh, it. Dude, Purdue making big moves with Dylan Lighty, who's kind of looked amazing all season long. What's What is he ranked, Sam? Dylan Lighty uh, is ranked. Notice I'm saying it slow so that I have time to I've, pull up the time. rankings. Uh, I'm going to find it first. Right. It's going to make me feel sad. I'm going to make it feel... I got it. Dylan Lighty's number four. Behind Jordan Cutler, Micro Klemmer, and Mark Hall. Nice. Yes. Where is Kemmer? Where is Yeah, Kemmer? where did he go? Kemmer just... I hope he's not hurt again. Please don't be hurt again, monkey. Man, I, I don't know what to tell you, Sam. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to be hurt. I hope he's not hurt, too. Um... Man, but Dylan Lighty looked really good. He looked good at Vegas. He looked good at Midlands. Um, he had wins over, you know, All American Ben Harvey. And is Steyer an All American? Steyer, I don't think he's an All American though. I think he will be. I'm calling it. I think he'll be. A, nice. I think he'll be an All American this year. So, I'll shout out my... Lee Roper. Yeah, Sam's a big Lee Roper fan. So now I'm a big Lee Roper fan because I listened to our big Lee Roper podcast that was two hours long and it rocked. It was awesome. Did you run through a brick wall afterwards? Because I did. Dude, I, I'm, I ran right through that brick wall. Um, and then, what about what, Sam? What were your overall thoughts from 174? Staraki, Carter Staraki. Oh He's man, going to be an NCAA champ one day. Uh, well, no Willie Saylor asks us, Willie Saylor asks us, it's March 2021, Carter Starachi, which I, actually I heard it's Starochi, Starochi, Starochi. No, no, I think someone, it's a hard O. I, I don't know. It's, it's close. Um, uh, I don't know. Where'd you hear that? Uh, my, my Penn State, uh, we are at, we are Penn State Instagram fan page, best friend. 
he he uh he told me it's Shirochi. So Willie says it's Shiraki, and uh, I, I got like Shiro- a like a DM saying, "I'm like, good job commentating." You're the first I pronounced Shiraki right now. It's like, oh, cool. Okay, Staraki. Well, dude, he should just not have such a hard name, and then it, we wouldn't have this issue. Um, whatever. Willie Taylor yeah. asks us. It's March twenty twenty one. Carter Staraki takes what place, Sam? Underscore 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 underscore. What um, place, Sam? What is Carter Staraki taking next year? So you have to take into account all the different. People there. Michael Kemmer will be back. Cutler um, will be back. Cutler will be back. No, I think Cutler's a senior. Is oh. he not? Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 he is. It says Kemmer's a senior, too. You got... Yeah, you're right. Man, I thought he... I thought the medical redshirt kept him in, but I, I guess think, it did. No, I think he'll be I back guess next did, year. Yeah. So you got Laviola. You got Romero, Ohio State. Like, he could... Mancinona. Realistically, win it. What did it say? Huh? Oh, oh, oh. I didn't say him. I thought you were correcting, like I said, somebody, oh. somebody's name. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I no, Mantanone is there, Sorry. too. Um, but Anyway, I think... yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Jude Swisher. I think he could win it. I think uh, take it to the bank. Carter Stracci takes number one next year. Top of the heap. Uh, he's All so... right. He's so mean, dude. He is so mean. I love watching him wrestle. It's exciting and it's fun um, because he's a mean, mean jerk. He's also really mean in dodgeball, dude. Okay. Dude, he like cool. Th- he's mean. He teams up with Aaron Brooks and they just kill people. Um, Sounds entertaining. It is. All right, we gotta go even faster now. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he takes first. Now we got another question from Jacob Hughley on Facebook. Um, it said, "If we were Paul with Staraki this year, how does he do?" Whoa, are you okay Please there, Sam? Jude. I'm sorry. I need you to repeat the question. You kind of got a little fuzzy there. Okay, Jacob Hughley on Instagram. He says, "Let's say you replace Mark Hall. Not Instagram, Facebook. Got to give a shout oh, out to re- Facebook. Re- Let's say you replace Mark Hall with Carter Staraki this year." How would he fit into the 174-pound field? How about next year? No, we just answered next year. But we have to say I, this year. I mean, I think he's better than Jordan Cutler. I I think he's top three this year. I, I say he takes fourth. I don't know if he can beat Kemmer, though, this year. I think next year he'll be ready. Um. Oh, my gosh. I would say third because no more call. I would say third because no more call. Say third because no more call. Yes. Okay. I'm down yeah. for that. If more call, then I say fourth. Okay. Now we got we got to go on to 184. Uh, Taylor Luan with a interesting win over Abe Asad, who kind of came out of nowhere. Dude, 184 did not go as planned. Uh, that's no, for didn't. sure. With uh, Asad and then Bronigal. Kind of coming out of left field there, um, but I mean, I think what was interesting is Nelson Brands. Like, what's going on there, dude? Where's your champion now, Sam? <laughs> that was mean. Uh, I think he's just. I think he's the same as he's been all season. Um, with, a, with a loss to Cash Wilkie now. Uh, Wilkie was ranked what coming into the season? I don't know, dude. Do you think I have a question? Do you think this is going to be the definitive Ten. starter thing? Do you think? Do you think Wilkie will now? Um, do you think he's going to be the starter? They got to still keep give Nelson Brands a shot. Are they gonna? Are they gonna hold him out of the lineup? We're going back and forth, dude. That didn't prove any. That the only thing that match proved was they're sticking close. That's Basically, true. it's down to whoever performs better. So far, looks like Cash Wilkie Nelson performed Brands better. Has performed look- better against okay. other other people. Right with um, wins over like Sammy in Cole, duels right? and stuff against each other. Like they are so close. I would not, if I were a coach, I would not want this situation, especially if one one kid's my son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's tough. 
I mean, but... Wilkie had Wilkie had he beat. Um, I mean, he beat Bronigal. He beat Nelson Brands. Yeah, like he had a he had a a good weekend. Took third, um, but not like. I don't think the quality of competition was great. It, like it wasn't Sammy Colbray level, and Nelson Brands beat Sammy Colbray. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what to say there. I think. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, and at the scuffle. It was uh, basically just Dupre looking amazing. And you know what? I, th- I think he's been there. I think he game plan better against Hively, and I think he's been better than Bonacorsi like that. I mean, major decision 10-2. Dupre's going to be up there this season. I think he should be ranked yeah. higher. Also, I um, think Dupre's uh, – not Dupre. Bonacorsi's still really young. So I, yeah, I think yes, no one's yes, really – Dude, the future of this weight's going to be nuts. You got Hively. You got Hunter Bolton. Lou Dupre, Nino Bonacorsi, Aaron Brooks, Abe Asad, and then maybe Staraki. Well, I guess he couldn't because Brooks, but I mean, the future of this weight, I mean, everybody in this weight is so it's, young. And you got Jelani Embry who's down there from Michigan. It's interesting because at 174, like the top 10 guys, there's only one sophomore or two sophomores. I, I so know. You're like, you have freshman, sophomore, junior, Sophomore, sophomore, junior, junior, like lots of young guys at 184. Don't ask me why. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Um, okay, let's go to 197, Sam. Okay, Southern Scuffle 197 was uh interesting as Michael Beard looked really least. good up into his match with uh, I mean he knocked off Nick Renan. Nick Renan, yeah, who is has been looking great this season. Nick Renan was ranked what 11? Uh. Let's see. Rena was ranked thirteenth. Or he was ranked he was ranked um eleventh and now he's thirteen. Um but but yeah. I think Michael Beard looked great and then Traxer ended up getting a lot of near fall against him, winning the match off of near fall and then so it was basically Renan's the favorite really. Beard knocks him off, then Beard's the favorite, then Traxer knocks him off. Now Traxer's the favorite. And, and then Adam Noah Adams knocks off Traxer. Yeah. It's uh, a crazy I, bracket. Yeah, this um, bracket Dakota not, Gear, the Dakota one seed, did bad. Yeah. So, just a crazy, crazy bracket. Who is, Beard ended up taking fourth, losing to Ryder's Lyard, who I don't yeah, know. Uh, who is that? Where did he come from? He I don't know. Knocked off Cardinius. Ryder then, has looked good. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, but Lard kind of I mean, came ended out up of taking eighth. Lard kind of came out of came out of nowhere. Don't really know who he is, yeah. but he, I mean, wins over Dakota Gear and um, what's his face, Michael Beard. Like he looked, mm-hmm. I think he looked good. Yeah, um, impressive run for him. And mm-hmm. then at at the uh, Midlands. Warner was was the heavy favorite coming into this, and then this way it was again went crazy. Aiello beat Warner nine seven, and on the other side, Bruner beat beats Brook. Um, Who and then call- Bruner ends that? up winning the whole thing, so kind of a crazy tournament again. And vengeance win for Brookie knocks off Warner for the third place match. Nice ten five. Man, really just a crazy crazy wait throughout the whole it's week. Just- it's just weekend, 197 is always like a pretty weak weight class, and those guys are always super yeah. neck and neck. So, I mean, yeah. runner went from number eight all the way up to number two. So, uh, maybe. And then of heavyweight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, fantasy league is important. <laughs> up at heavyweight, I mean, uh, Cassiope is basically just, just the deal. At heavyweight, like the scuffle heavyweight is pretty n- not deep at all. Um, Gremble coming on, coming out on top with like a little controversy in a semifinal match, but really not much there. Um, Cassiope wins, but Hinger gets knocked off by Stencil, Stencil. which yeah. is uh, crazy. Stencil pinned Cassiope last season, so for Cassiope to bounce back, win 5-1. And take the middle side. I mean, he's a real title title contender this year, isn't he? I I mean, it depends if Anthony Casares here or not, or Gable Stevenson. 
Gable and Anthony are both they're both here. Well, hopefully they are. Uh, but I mean, yeah, he's up there, top three for sure. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Okay, Sam, it is. Question we have six down. minutes. We have six minutes to do some questions, but I think we've already done a couple. And uh, I just got. We just had a question in right now from uh, from Twitter. Wrestling never dies as a cat fan. My man, oh. he's our he's our question asker. We love him to death. Uh, he says, "Who would win 133 if no one was in Olympic red shirt?" Um, Seth Gross. Oh, you're still picking Seth? I think uh, yeah. Michich. Basically, this Michich. Yeah. Hold up, the same guy that Seth Gross beat up like sixteen to six. Yeah, I think so. I Holy like Michich. I like Michich because he's from Wolverine Serbia. <laughs> from <Goodness>. Serbia. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who I'd pick. I, I, it's so hard to pick question. someone now because we don't really know where they are on like the totem pole. So, um, all right, go. Yeah, we ask gotta it, save Sam. some of these questions for next, next if we can. Uh, let's go to team that has surprised you or improved the most since last year. Stanford, Army, Purdue, all had great holiday tournaments from nice Dyson Gould. Gould. Uh, Purdue. Jeez, dude, Purdue. Or Stanford. I, Stanford. I Stanford. Stanford never had a champ at the scuffle before, and they walked out with three. I don't know. Purdue has maybe not never won a th- a, a match before. <laughs> no. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah, it was a joke. Shots um, fired. I love Purdue. Purdue is a J shop. <laughs> Dude. Um, Goodness. Dylan Lighty. Yeah. Purdue is looking great. Um, so I think our consensus are Stanford and Purdue. Although someone just won, I saw on Instagram today, someone upset Michigan. Um, sure. Let me read it. Oregon state, Oregon state just upset Michigan 21 to 15. Well, now really Oregon state. Yeah. The scuffle. Hmm. I guess yeah. only a few of their guys with the scuffle, but twenty-one fifteen. I mean, uh, Michigan's redshirting all of their guys, every single That's one true. of them. So, um, no. Okay, will the show continue when you get to high school? Interesting question. Now I assume he's talking about me. I'm uh, in high school, so yeah. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. That would mean Jude is a senior in high school, so maybe not as much. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I know that. For me, it's it's definitely a lot harder for me now. Now that it is school and the wrestling season, I my time management skills are are in a lot of practice right now. So um, who knows if we're both in high school, it might be a little crazy. Um, but if you guys yeah. really want us to, maybe we will. Uh, I mean, we enjoy doing this. It's a lot of fun. So. Yeah, this is fun. Man. Do you, yeah, do you have it a- might go to high school. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, we Fingers don't know crossed. yet. We just, we're, we're just doing it now for for the fun of it. And uh, and if it if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. For now, it's going great. Right. Okay, Sam. It is uh, it is 8.58 in the good old State College, in the good old 814 State College, Pennsylvania. Um. And it's and time it for us to go. It is 7.58 in the good 901. Yeah, Sam, for those of you who don't know, Sam lives in Tennessee. Jude Swisher lives in Pennsylvania. That's We're in different time zones, um, so our schedules are different, and it's hard to coordinate things sometimes. But we still bring it to you, bring it right to you. So, okay, Sam Herring, I think that's a wrap for this this episode. 24th. Two four, uh, home advantage wrestling podcast. Twenty four episodes strong. Yep, strong we're, dude. And we're gonna keep going. We got what twenty two, twenty three interviews. Our site. Uh, we got Mason Beckman, Jacob Hoogley, Dyson Gold, Jude Swisher, Sam Herring, That's maybe good. Tony Rotundo soon. Tony Rotundo, right now he's, rules. 
Yeah. Huge shout he out to our. Do a write up. Yeah. Huge shout out to our sponsor, Tony Rotundo's WrestlersWarriors.com. He rocks. Uh, he takes photos, big, nice photos. They're right behind Sam's head there. If you would move your big old head, those photos, you see him? He takes photos for Flow Wrestling. Flow Wrestling uses his photos all the time. So go give him a lot of love. We love that kid. And Flow uh, Wrestling. Shout out Flow Wrestling. Shout out to Flow Wrestling for being our big brothers in the media. So you guys rock. Um, uh, but bye. we need to go. Until Full next plug. time. Bye-bye.